Today, you're, you're here with me. I'm Sue Ann with Mix, Sizzle, and Shake Your Business, the podcast called Mizzy Biz, Mix, Sizzle, and Shake Your Business. I'm Sue Ann with Right Mix for Business, and today I have a special guest that will be on with us live. Um, her name is Dana Gore. Her site is called I Am My Imagination. And as you can imagine, that site had a lot of draw for Sue Ann <laughs> because I am an imagination and a creativity kind of girl. But I think what you guys will love about Dana is that she is she is so so let me the word might be holistic. She might be the most holistic person um, in the digital space that I've run a cop cross. Um, I love how she really is so cool about talking about um, sharing like tips on crafts and, you know, talking about fitness and food. She's um, into, um, of course, creativity and imagination. Um, but I really like her holistic approach. And um, it does really interest me that she talks about, um, you know what? I have the wrong banner thing on here. Let me. Sorry, guys. I'm trying. I'm trying to say hello and show you what's going on. I'm right mixer business. Yes, we are not on blogging tip of the day. Oh my gosh, I got these mixed up. I think. Okay, sorry about that. So anyway, it's the mix sizzle and shit. I'm still catching on to the technology. But that's what I wanted to say about Dana. She's come into the digital space and through imagination and creativity, she has created a multifaceted thing um, talking about all things digital and doing all things digital and doing it in a creative way. So I wanted to welcome our guest today, Dana Gore. Here she is, <laughs> finally. Oops, sorry, Dana. I'm still, like I said, learning how to work this stuff. But there she is, Dana Gore from I Am My Imagination. And um, again, it, I'm really thrilled to speak with you today, Dana. Uh, you also do a podcast called Study the Solopreneur. And on top of that, oh, I think I have it down here. I can show you. You also have a book out. Let me take us out of there. There's your book. 20 Realistic Ways to Make Money from crafts, crafts and Hobbies if you're ready for a career change in the digital space, which I think is way cool. Um, so Dana's got a lot going on. But one of the things that I really like was that she talks about, you said on your website, Dana, thoughts create things. The imagination is a beautiful thing depending on how you use it. Can you tell us a little bit about how you came up with a cool name and what your site represents? Sure. Um, well, I can't take credit for the thoughts create things uh, quote. I think I heard that from Mike Dooley, actually. But um, and he's he's got some really cool work out there. He talks about the universe and stuff like that. He's a, I believe he's a Hay House author. But I can't take credit for that one, but I do believe it's true. I think thoughts do create things. I think that the emotions that you feel about your thoughts and your beliefs and everything really create things. So um, as far as the name of the website, that I created that website about five years ago, and it was actually a joint venture with a friend of mine. And 
that was meant, the, the website was meant to be just kind of another place to go to. We were kind of co-writing a book together about raising healthy kids and she's the mom. I am not the mom. I was the health and fitness professional. And so it was like, I thought it would be cool to sort of team up and do this thing. And she was writing all the stuff about the parenting and the raising the kids and implementing the healthy living stuff. And I said, you know, if we're going to do this, then we need to have a website or a blog to kind of talk about things and that's going to be in the book and all of I love it. But the project actually just didn't go through. And as far as, you know, the co-blogging project was concerned, I don't know what it takes to be a mom, but I would imagine it's probably an all-encompassing full-time plus another full-time job. And I think that she just probably wasn't in a place where she could put in the time that was necessary. So the name was just kind of something I came up with, you know, because I knew that I knew that what goes on in your mind creates a lot of the things that we see out there, even just from a perspective standpoint, the way you perceive a thing creates the response that you give it, therefore the behavior. So it's the imagination was, I am my imagination. It's like everything that we do in our lives starts in the mental realm first. It starts in our minds first. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Um, I think that what what in some ways you're doing is giving yourself permission, right, to, to use your imagination and to be creative. And I think that some people stumble on that. So just the concept of I am my imagination, it feels to me like it gives permission to go there. Yeah, it does. And I also wanted something that was easy enough. I mean, we know that when it comes to having websites or blogs, it's much easier if you can tell somebody what your what the name of your blog is, without them having to write it down or without having a lot of words to try to remember. So I was really big at the time into the whole I am. And um, because, you know, the affirmations that you give yourself, especially the the subconscious ones. Right. Um, that inner critic talking that, away. <laughs> exactly. You know, these inner conversations that we have, they, they shape us in ways that we're not consciously aware of. So at that time, you know, that whole I am, I am, I am this, I am that. I mean, we use I am in so many other detrimental ways. So when I thought I am and then my imagination, first of all, it flowed. And it was all encompassing. So I figured, you know, with this name, I can put in stuff having to do with holistic or healthy living. And at the same time, we can also put in cool, crafty, projecty kind of things at the same time. So it wasn't too limiting. Um, I do love that. You have such versatility in where you can go, really. And you have. You've gone into the, you know, exercise and health and fitness and, and um you know, good eating space. And, and you also go into the crafts and, and the creativity and the making the makers space. And um, I saw a really cool um, introductory, like cartoon kind of video, like drawing video that you created. I think it was for our friend, Corey Ramos, who introduced yeah. us. And I thought it was so super cool. So I really kind of love that you, you know, kind of, I guess your, your site, inspired you kind of to broaden and your personal philosophy is that inclusive holistic approach. Am I right? 
I, I, you know, I wish I could say, oh my gosh, you know, this was all by design, but I'm like, <laughs> I bumble tripped my way through a lot of stuff. <laughs> and um, what I started off, I mean, I, I went through personal training school and I, I had a whole thing as far as the healthy living, the health and fitness, because I'm formally trained in that. I actually went to school for all of that, went through a whole very, very intense curriculum. That was what I had begun to write about. But then over time, Honestly, I sort of lost, I lost my mojo for that whole field because I don't find that for the most part, it's as holistic as, as I think it should be. I think it's a lot of fad driven stuff and it's hard to compete with that because I won't be able to write about, I won't be able to write about a keto diet or a paleo diet or this particular workout or that particular workout, because I think that I don't think there is any one way, you know, to go about healthy living the right way. You know, that's interesting. You said fads because I was just watching something um, sponsored with Agora Pulse. They're doing a big LinkedIn thing and um, they were talking about creativity and they were showing like actual grids and cycles and how something is accepted as creative or original if it hits the flow of, like if someone else agrees that it's creative or, you know what I mean? So you need somebody else to say whether what you think is actually the thing and how it is trend related and fad is the word you used. And it's interesting you use that term because it's kind of weird. That is sort of something that they talked about where trends and creativity data work works with creativity. And that was a different perspective for me. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say this and I, I, I mean it like in the most respectful way, um, just in general. But just because something is trending doesn't mean it's right. You know, trending trend or, or that it's even real or that it, or, or that it is like the, the best way to go. Trending is just what people agree. <laughs> you know, it's what people are buying into. And sometimes Sometimes that stuff has merit. And then other times, most of the time, it really doesn't. It's just hive-minded mentality. And people write That's a good point. Yeah, people write content and they create things, especially in the health and fitness industry. And I'm not knocking anybody or throwing anybody under the bus. You know, I have great respect for anybody who goes into this field. But after doing it for a few years, I had to ask myself, what role do I want to play? And the role I wanted to play was... I pretty much don't feel drawn into doing anything that anybody else out there is doing or wants me to do. So when it came to writing, I realized I wasn't happy writing for other people for the most part, unless I got to say what I wanted to say. I would turn down jobs, you know, write about some three-day military diet or write about this diet. I'm thinking I desperately need the money, but I don't want to write about what you want to write about, want me to write about. That's not me. You have to maintain your integrity. I, I've had some some times where I felt the same way with a writing project, like mm, no, nah. <laughs> yeah, money or not, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's true. Eventually, I had to ask myself, and it's a very hard question to ask yourself, and then it's an even harder thing to kind of go by. But it's like, would I do this thing if I didn't need the money? Nine that's times, it. and the answer was no. That's it. That's it. That's it. Highly 
I guess, controversial question. I personally am not a person who work, works for or ever worked for money. Money is a byproduct of what you do and create, in my opinion. Um, I'm always have been about like creating a good experience. In other words, before that was the thing to say, I was out to delight people that I work for. That, that was before it was in to say that, that you're delighted, you're trying to delight your customer. That's that was what I was working to do, though. I wasn't working to get the paycheck. I was like, oh, I want them to be, like, thrilled, happy, you know? And um, and then the money follows, right? But I think people do get mixed up in a, about what, um, what, which way to go because sometimes those money strings pull you in different directions. Yeah. And I mean, and I, I can't say that by doing that, it's always going to work out in your favor right at that time. And sometimes your back is against the wall and you have to take jobs because you, you do have bills to pay. But I, I sort of gave myself permission to recognize what was true for me. And it's like, maybe I have to do this type of work right now, but I'm not going to lie to myself and make a career out of doing this kind of thing in the long run. You know, sometimes you have to make a decision and do what you need to do to survive at the time, but you also give yourself permission to not agree with it as long as you're not being unethical, as long as you're not doing something that's at somebody else's expense. I mean, but I, I think I think that a lot of us go into careers and positions and this and that, and we tell ourselves, oh, I love this, or I want to do this, or I should do this, or it's popular, or it pays well, but if you ask yourself, would I do this if it weren't for the money, I'm going to say probably at least seven times out of 10, a person's going to say no. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you I, know, I, I guess now. it depends too, because I guess, you know, like you said, it depends on where you're coming from, where you are. I mean, you do what you have to do, like Sometimes. you say, to pay the bills. But I think for me, maybe I was taught or I grew up strong enough to like say no because there's nobody gonna make me do something that I'm not good with sorry <laughs> just not gonna happen um and so you know maybe you know look standing up for yourself is a big deal it really is it doesn't matter who you are standing up for yourself and doing what you believe in is something that takes a little bit of um grit and um sometimes it is hard to do um, let me ask you this then, Dana, what, what is your primary digital business services and who primarily are your customers right now? Are they through your books, through your um, courses mainly? What would you say? It's a really good question that I don't even have a solid answer for. And that's going to break all of the rules as far as, oh, you should niche, niche your niche down and know your audience. I would tell anybody else that too, but me, I've sort of flowed through everything at this point and kind of floated through everything at this point because I've been on a self-awareness journey for a long time. So I tend to I tend to just kind of flow through stuff and all right, this makes sense to me this year and that makes sense to me the next year and this makes even better sense the following year, you know. In a nutshell, I tend to reach people who are total beginners who have no skill level whatsoever in doing all kinds of little digital things, whether it's creating art printables, um, making YouTube videos, working with 
you know, different graphic design programs online. And, you know, you mentioned the little cartoony video, the, the whiteboard animation software <laughs> using. Um, I know what it's like to be just technologically lost and want to be able to create cool things and have fun with them. So when I figure out how to work with things, especially if there's like no to low cost, I create content teaching people how to do stuff like that. I've watched some of your YouTube videos that are like how to's and different software and stuff. And they are so good. They are so valuable. You're not playing around like just wasting people's time. You're showing them something, how to do it and how, and how to do it inexpensively. And I love that. I've watched several there. I think your video stuff's great. Oh, thank you. Um, and even that, you know, it's like, I don't have any experience with, with, putting those videos together. I started as a total newbie also. Um, and part of, I guess the person that I want to reach is me. I want to reach the other me's out there. Same thing with that, my art printables course on Udemy. I created that course with like me from eight months ago, from eight months or so before that in mind, it was like, God, I know what it's like. You want to do something and you're, there's so much information out there. You're totally lost. And um, I'm giving a little look of your website and some of those courses that you're talking about there. Um, I love the website. Corey was your developer. Am I right? Corey Ramos. So she's awesome. If you uh, need help with the website, uh, Dana went with her and I can't be more impressed. Very nice. But there's some of the courses that uh, Dana offers. And I love it. They're all really hands-on how-to helpful stuff. I think that's so super cool. Yeah, because I also know what it's like to be trapped in a job that you hate. I know what it's like to feel as though you're stuck in your life and in your circumstances and like the walls of your life are just closing in on you. And you just, I know what it's like to have that horrible anxiety that envelops you before you have to go to work or even after you get home from work and you can't let the day go because you're chewing on the stuff that has happened. I've actually gone to work before and have been at different jobs that I had had. And I was able to kind of equate it with those feelings of going to school when you knew that you were just going into like a little battlefield of catty, catty, you know, <laughs> kids and stuff. And like, you oh didn't gosh, I've had my share of mean girls. <laughs> yeah. And you like, didn't have a choice as to whether or not you got to go. But here when, uh, with our jobs, we're adults and it's like, technically we should have a choice, but we don't feel like we have a choice because you've got bills to pay. And it's like, all right. So how long do you allow your circumstances to dictate your well-being? you know, and then when do you decide, Hey, look, I'd rather, I'd rather actually just live a very simple life, but like it. <laughs> Honestly, you know, that's the thing. You have the choice. People think, Oh, blah, blah, blah. no, you have a choice. I really believe that you have a choice. And a lot of people who are unhappy have made the wrong choice because if you can't be happy in what you're doing, you're lost. I had a business for 30. Oops. I don't like to say years. I had a business for decades and I honestly felt like if you don't want to be here, go home. I didn't want anyone who wasn't able to embrace 
you know, feeling good about what they do. Um, it makes for a better day for everybody. It makes a better customer experience every time and so on. Um, so exactly then, how did you decide and kind of start having it, having it go to being an online business for what, where you belonged? Like, how do you make it to be digital? <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, I am, I am an introvert. I mean, I like to be around. I dragged you on the camera. Thank you. <laughs> I, like, I like to be around some people when I am in the mood for it. And just the people that I want to be around, I, I don't know, it sounds snotty and I'm not trying to be that way. It's not that. It's not coming from an I am on a high horse place. It's just. You're an introvert. <laughs> I'm, an introvert I'm an introvert and I, I don't know this for a fact. I don't know if anybody knows this for a fact, but I tend to, I, I tend to encompass the traits that are created with an empath. So I can pick up on energy. I pick up on other people's vibes without even trying. I can feel what other people feel. And if I'm in a room with a lot of people or if I'm in a crowd, it's as though it literally drains all the energy. I believe that 100%. I've had people tell me that I ha I'm a little of an impact because I do feel deeply. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Um, yeah. And I do feel like... I know what other people sometimes are feeling, even if they're not saying it. And it distresses me. It totally. But, you know, I'm I seem very outgoing, but I would call myself an introvert, too, believe it or not. I, I, I just I spend a lot of time doing my own thing. And, you know, I, I've had people that might have been surprised that, you know, when I say that, and I would be surprised even hearing you, but it's, it's very possible that if you're in the right element, doing the right things, it's like you come alive and a person would not know, oh my God, you know, they're, they're very introverted and they're, you know, they need their quiet time a lot, but you can be, and I can be, and I know this, we can be very magnetic and we can really have a lot of energy to give if we're allowing that to happen versus having it taken out of us or trying to force it to happen. Right. And it's like drained. And all of this for me personally, and I've talked to, you know, it's that's, that's the book that you showed is like the latest book, but I've got a few others and I talk a lot about self-awareness. And I think that I think self-awareness is really the key to all of it. So when you get to know yourself, even the crappy part, <laughs> you want to deny or reject, you know, when you do the shadow work and all of that stuff, then you start to, you start to get to know who you are. You start to really listen to your subconscious. You pay attention to your feelings and stuff because they don't lie. And you start asking yourself, well, what part of this thing doesn't make me happy? Or what part of this other thing does make me happy? And it's like the more questions you, the more questions you ask yourself, lead to more questions and, and all of these questions that you keep asking of yourself, what am I seeing? What am I feeling? What am I experiencing? What am I associating with? It's like, we keep looking for answers, but they always show up in the form of more questions. In the exactly. Exactly. But I think you have to keep questioning. Right. And the more questions that show up, the more expansive your answers become. So you really kind of get to know yourself and then it kind of just comes down to, all right, what matters and what matters to me personally, it's very, very simple. I think truth is simple. I think we complicate the crap out of everything. 
um, because I think we're programmed. I think we're just given ideas from the time that we're born and we grow up believing them and we don't question them and they become our whole story. And no, you know, most of us don't even know who we are underneath all of those stories and under all of that conditioning. The Truman Show is a great uh, movie that sort of gives you that idea, you know, like reality is staged, your ideas are staged, everything is staged. Who are you underneath all of that? Do you even know who you are? I think most of us kind of don't, I sure didn't. And I had to sort of eventually, it's been years, but like bust through all of that. It's an ongoing process and some of it can be painful, but. I feel like the older, the older we get, the more comfortable in our skin we tend to, find at least if we're trying to find that <laughs> yes, yes sometimes and I found I was getting actually very uncomfortable because it turned out that was not my skin that was a right right yeah. so I decided I don't I, and I didn't want to take off that costume just to put another one on exactly so over time it became very very simple what feels right <laughs> what feels good not at somebody else's expense okay. right well, you it's it's kind of discovering the true you for yourself, right? Right. In a way. Right. And so what felt good to me was if I'm going to do some kind of a work, even if it's active, you know, active income, I want to like it. I want to like it and I want the exchange between me and whatever client or customer or whatever it's going to be to be uh, we both walk away from this very happy and excited and feeling fulfilled and that we both got more out of this than we even put into it, you know? Yep. And as far as a passive income, to me, that is just smart common sense because you never know what's going to happen. And I think with all of these things that we pay attention to and want to hang on to and hoard in life, I really think underneath it all, the overall thing we want is freedom. So what is freedom? You know, well, freedom is being able to live your life. You get up that day and you just live your life and you're do you're living your truth and you're acting your truth. And at the same time, your needs are, are being met. So putting out the content, which I get to do at any time, I don't plan the courses out. It's I hate to say it, but I get inspired. And then if I'm really inspired, it's like, no, I have to act now. <laughs> I love that. So that's what I do. Um, you know what? You're, you're, you're kind of going with your own flow. You're, you're going with the flow, but it's your truth, your flow. And, and I don't think there could be anything better. I really don't. And uh, like you said, the passive income thing, that's a little tricky. I'm still just kind of dipping into that a little bit myself, trying. Uh, it takes a while to get established and get it going. But what people don't get that you alluded to earlier is that there's a lot of work involved in all of it. It's not yours. You know, I mean, it could be fun and let's have fun doing the work, right? We want to have fun when we work, but um, it is, it does take time and effort and work and learning new, new things. It is. And then there's this funny thing when you come to the law of attraction that comes to, you can't like get attached to the outcome either. You can't like do all of this stuff. And, but, you know, I'm doing all of this because it's got to work out this way or I have to have this result. It's sort of like, that's what I'm saying. You got to like it. It's got to be your truth. I heard a long time ago that real creation, the, the true creation, when it comes from your heart, there's only one outcome. You create the thing and then it's our job to line up with the thing. 
But when you create from like your personality, you create the thing, but you also create its opposite or its absence. And a lot of us, if we're in that place of fear, we're living in its absence. We're focused on its absence. So that's all we experience. Um, I like that. And it's also really hard to put that into play. But this past year, I entered into this year kind of feeling like, you know what? I'm not afraid to work. I like to work. I like to be productive. I definitely like to give value, um, but it's got to flow from me. So anything, and I was actually very serious about it. And I came into this year and I thought anything that I do this year has got to be from a place of flow. And it's got to be from a place of ease. And I don't mean again, don't work. Yeah. You don't mean easy. You yeah. Mean, yeah. I, mean, I, I love that. I think that you, I don't know, you've, you've really kind of discovered the way that we all want to be because Look, you know, I don't know. I'm a follow your heart person, but a lot of people aren't. They're they're they don't they can't see the beauty in creating, so they don't get the satisfaction unless there's a result. Me, I rarely am looking at the result. I'm having fun learning, trying, creating, and it's not about the result. And sometimes the result comes. Wow, cool, you know. I have found that. Sometimes, okay, here's, here's a big thing. Here's a big thing. When you think you know how a thing should work out, you're relying on your little, limited, physical, personality, person brain to try to figure out things that something much, much bigger and more expansive than you could possibly put together. You know, it's like trying to navigate yourself out of a maze from the ground versus from the, from the mountaintop. And we are all capable actually of being the mountaintop, but as long as we're hanging on the ground, which is putting everything that you have into nothing more than your physical personality-ness, your, your, your conditioning, your, your way of being throughout your whole life, everything you've ever been taught, instead of stepping back and going, what else is possible? Oh, there's a lot more possible. But unless you let go and kind of get into feeling the way you want to feel something, it's a hard because you, you limit your own possibilities, limit your own possibilities. Cause you think you have to figure out how something has to happen. And I can tell you right now that just over a year ago, I had absolutely no idea that I would have had courses on Udemy or Skillshare, um, you know, in my YouTube channel, which, I mean, I, I started putting little gardening videos together on that like years ago. And I'll tell you, it's taken a long time to get to over a thousand subscribers. You know, that took a lot. I had no idea I was going to be putting. I'm trying to get a hundred. Please subscribe to my channel. Subscribe. <laughs> but it's, yeah, but it's like. <sighs> yeah. Well, you know what? That's, that's just, it, it takes so long and, and you have to kind of go at it in earnest. I mean, I I just crossed seven thousand for my Twitter. Twitter's my favorite of the social. You may know. Um, I just crossed seven thousand followers, and I wanted to have a party, but I was too afraid because I thought it'll ship. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it took me years and years and years to cross that because I don't just do everybody. I try to you know keep it in my interest range and so forth. My 
But um, it took a long time to cultivate that and make it be with real, you know, real quality people, you know. So um, if you're listening or watching on Twitter, I love you. Twitter's my thing. And I've pulled, I've pulled clients off Twitter, too, because they go to your website and then, you know, you get that next step. So what what would you say is um, currently your favorite thing you're working on right now and what are the what are the you're like your favorite project or course or whatever that you're into right now when i'm inspired to create like a video uh well putting a youtube video together is a lot less complicated than creating like a course because there's still a certain amount of structure and all of that stuff i like to put the courses together but i can't force that either I just, if an idea shows up and I think, okay, I think this is worth putting a course together for, and it'll be long enough and worth somebody paying for or whatever, then I'll do it. But I can't always guarantee that's going to happen. But a YouTube video, I can put together a meaningful five minute YouTube video showing somebody how to do something. And it's as simple as that. So I guess out of all of them, I really like to do the YouTube videos because it doesn't have to, I don't have to do as much planning and thinking. I mean, there's still a certain structure. I still create a thumbnail for it. Uh, You know, I still do the, you know, I still use the two buddy tools for the keywords and all of that stuff. But my favorite thing to do is show people how to do something that will get them going from clueless to capable because I get a personal gratification out of it. And these comments that I'm getting. I love it. Clueless to capable. Let's write that down. (laughs) Because that's that whole, you know, you give somebody a fish they eat for a day, you teach somebody to fish, they'll eat for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to take anything with me when I leave this planet. But if I've in some way, shape or form through my truth, positively impacted other people, those are those are deeds. And those are things that, you know, if there is something after this, I have no idea because I'm here now, you know, then that is something that maybe I can take with me. And, you know, as far as uh, the butterfly effect, which I do believe in the butterfly effect, everything we do matters. Um, If you're capable of reaching people and they are experiencing a better moment because of something that you did, then that to me is like kind of a big thing. So that makes me happy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When someone says, wow, I never saw this before. Wow. I love this. You know, it, it's like, yes, <laughs> like I win, <laughs> you know, and it's right. supposed to be, it's, it's, it's really not your win, but you feel it because you're, you've been part of it. Yeah. Cause I had to ask myself a long time ago too, like, what, what does it mean to give, you know, authentically, like from, for real? Yeah. Without ex- an expected return. In other without words, expected return and without the ego gratification of the add a girl. Right. Know? What is it? And then I was like, God, that's really hard, but it's really hard to think of what that would feel like. But so I started thinking, well, an animal doesn't know to thank you or they don't owe you a favor. You know, so I started to think, what does it feel like if you give to an an animal, you know, a cause or whatever, something that doesn't know to thank you, but you just know that you've improved their experience by giving to them. And it just sort of became the answer to me was you give when you are so filled up 
that it overfloweth and it would be a waste to not give it away. I love that. So, you know, animals, since you mentioned giving to animals are the perfect example of that unconditional love. They just love you without ask, you know, there's no give and take or you ozy or any, they do. It's just an unconditional situation. And that kind of relates to what you're saying, I think. Yeah. And some people would say the same thing as far as kids, but I don't have kids, so I can't speak. I don't them. either. I can't relate very well. <laughs> Another thing we have in common. <laughs> We're busy being creative by ourselves and no kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm dying to ask you, what are your favorite digital tools right now? What What do you like? Like, what is your like key arsenal? <laughs> if you will. Okay, so as far as like the free stuff, I love to use Canva. Um, and if you're a serious digital designer, then you'd probably want to go with the with the with the pro version. But if you're you know if you're playing around or you're new, you can totally do a lot of really cool stuff with Canva's free version. Honestly, and yeah, they just keep getting better over time. They all do. Um, so as far as like you know, some, some of my YouTube thumbnails, um, some of the, you know, a lot of the social media graphics and all kinds of Pinterest, uh, graphics and stuff. I love Canva. And like I said, they're just, even for free, they're constantly throwing new cool stuff into that. I yeah, like, I'm a Canva addict myself. <laughs> it's magic. Yeah. I like using ipicky.com, which has been a wonderful, wonderful graphic design tool. Um, also for making like art printables and stuff. There are some really cool things you can do. Oh my God. Some really cool thing all for free too. Um, that's it. That's one I'm not familiar with. We'll have to get some of these URLs or, uh, for the, um, post. Yeah. Um, as far as like print on demand stuff, I mean, I love to use, like if I create something and I think it'll look good on a t-shirt or a mug or whatever, I love to use Printful. Um, Printful is a free print on demand company that you use, you know, and it's got, it's really awesome. I have a whole course on, and I teach people. Uh, is that what you use to do Lisa's mugs? My friend Lisa from Inspire to Thrive. I love her mugs that you did. I'd like to maybe have a mug. I'll have to check into that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, I took what I did was I took her logo and I created a logo out of her logo. I created a design out of her logo and I warped and rounded and did cool stuff with the lettering and whatever. And then I created the products out of it. So that is so cool. Yeah. And yeah, it's neat that it's like you're taking something out of the digital space and making it like physical. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, I am my imagination, you know, we, thoughts create things. I mean, you're taking something that has originated in the mental realm and you bring it into the physical. It's the same thing. It's just, look, supposedly we are computers, you know, in a way we're humans, but right. they say the human brain is very much like, I guess, the motherboard of a computer. It, it's electrical, right? I mean, so, it's right. It's <laughs> As far as taking a thought or a concept or an idea and turning it into a physical thing, I mean, that's that's what we do. So it doesn't, yeah, absolutely. It'll just as within, so without, as above, so below. So it's like we do this as people. It'll play itself out, you know, in the digital realm as well. 
Yeah, I tend to concentrate in the Bling Your Blog digital space, but you know, I love that. Look, the the content marketing, the digital stuff, the blog Bling, that all really does go into the universe to real people and to real customers and in the real world. So it it might take place kind of online, but that's not where what it's meant for anyway, right? I think that. I think people should spend more time finding their joy. I think we all come here with a purpose and we're never going to find that purpose unless we get quiet and stop believing everything that we're told. I love it. I love it. And then ask ourselves, if I were to go to this thing, what's the motivating factor? I would personally, and I had to get to this place, I would personally rather live a very simple and inexpensive life and get up every day and do work that means something to me than have a bunch of crap that I need to ensure, (laughs) you know, and hoard and move around and then take on jobs that make me so miserable that I'm not even going to enjoy all of the things that I'm hoarding anyway. I love it. That's I share your philosophy in so many ways. Now, did you give us all your favorite digital tools or did I screw up and move you some other direction? No, those are probably three of my favorites. You know, I do use some other ones. I don't know if I'd put them in my favorites, but like I love, I don't know if it's called Photopea or Photopea. It's like the free uh, browser based version, I think, of Photoshop. And you can do some really cool stuff. I've like, I've taken, you know, some letters and warped them all together and created some really cool text designs out of those. That's um, neat. But what about I, for your video work? Do, what do you, do you use Camtasia or where do you produce a lot of your video? So my, um, I use for the screen share, I use a power soft for the screen share stuff. And I use I use Windows 10 video editor to actually edit the videos. And that is free. Um, Somebody actually had left a comment on one of the videos of something about if they've got version 1903, they don't have the video editor. And I looked into that and I think that's like a Microsoft thing. But um, if you have Windows 10 video, I use that. I use that to add text to the videos. I use it to split them and cut them and whatever else with them. That's cool. So, and, and combine them. And then for my whiteboard animation videos, I use a program called Doodly, which is, I love it. It's a great program. And it was, I had gotten into that because I wanted to do videos and I really didn't want to be on camera. So I wanted to create, <coughs> I, start, I started off as like, my little nuggets of, uh, of wisdom videos. So I have like several of those and I created, it's a lot of work. <laughs> It is. It's a lot of work. I have to be really. Yeah. It took me so long to do just the intro, the few second intro for this. I mean, and I I thought I was like, woo, I had seven or eight tracks going on there to get everything coordinated. Mm -hmm. But it is a lot of work. But it's cool when you again, when you feel like you accomplished a, a neat design or something new and exciting. But doodly is what you do the explainer videos. Yeah. And I created my video outros from them and I've done like custom business videos or, or um, so I have, I've created some videos like for people's businesses around a minute or so long, just to give a really short, but attention grabbing 
you know, intro or marketing video. Marketing video correct. Nice. I've done several of them for Corey. You know, she's been fun to do that for, and she's got an upcoming blogging course. So I created something like that for her for that one. Way cool. Um, and as far as you brought up the study, the solopreneur, you're my like last guest on study, the solopreneur. I haven't done any this year. And again, I had to ask myself, what do I want to put all my attention into when that just wasn't it this year? Well, you know, it's funny because it's a hard year in a way to do the typical, you know, I think people are kind of floating off of there. I kind of floated away from my podcast for a minute because I wanted to live stream, but I felt like social was kind of getting bogged down with a lot of chaos and COVID and colorism, all important issues, but not really my thing that I love to talk about, which is business and content. And um, so I felt a little like I kind of put it aside a little bit. I, I don't know. Um, I've been doing the podcast since 2017. How long have you been doing Study the Solopreneur? Oh, I um, from like January until September of last year. Per year. Okay. And, because uh, you can go, I mean, you can continue. And it seems like, you know, people are still watching like my, or listening to my old, older um episodes but now i'm doing it with video and audio i'm just trying to take it up a notch but again it's sort of for me because i'm stepping into where i'm definitely not comfortable and that means i'm you know growing yeah i may do that i may i, I may pick that up again there were some challenges to it like in in a lot of cases you know the technical stuff worked out okay but then in a lot of cases you know it, didn't and I'd always feel bad if like a video with a great conversation wasn't as audible as it could have been because of the static or this or that so that you know those were just and I don't know how to fix that stuff I'm not technically inclined you know don't you love it I love it because look I feel I'm the same way like I'm not technical but I'm doing so many technical like so much technology like I am working way over my head I love it I feel like I'm technical without being technical. I'm doing a lot of things in technology and so are you. And that's probably why you're having so much fun sharing what you learn because you're you're learning it too. A lot of what I share on my blog is things I'm learning and passing on. Yeah, I mean, it is so frustrating to, and there's a lot of information out there and you really just don't know what to even get into first. I remember I watched a documentary about Costco like years ago and Costco supposedly doesn't keep a lot of variety of things because it confuses people. Too many picks. Correct. It causes indecision too much, too much information causes indecision. And it's like, you know, when there's, there's a ton of information out there, but it can be so overwhelming. And, and I don't really think our attention spans are that great to begin with these days anyway, for a multitude of reasons. So when I realized that I was in a position to share, let's get right to it. <laughs> yeah. Going to get on the computer and right along with me, you're going to, and then you're going to go from, I have no idea what I'm doing to, oh my God, not only do I know how to do this, but I know how to take the information and like run with it and do all these other things with it. Now I can put all my own spins on it. That's what I wanted to do because that is empowering. And I think that we have a victim-based society filled with people who are blaming everybody for everything that's going on in the world. And I say, well, take your power back, take your power back and do it in whatever way you can. 
not at the expense. The idea, empowerment is not taking somebody else's power. You know, I'm starting to feel you so deeply because I think that what the a conclusion after struggling six years about in the digital space myself, around six years now, I'm starting to feel like I just need to like simplify because I have, instead of being like chasing the new things, like kind of get set with what I'm learning or what I have already learned. It's not that you have to, you can't, you have to keep learning and growing. I'm, hundred percent with that. But with your digital business, you have to kind of like settle in on some of the things that are going to be your thing. Um, I, I guess we look at, we want to do multiple streams of income too, right? So then, then I feel like, oh, I'm in an even bigger cloud of confusion, you know? So I'm just, it's just a matter of kind of focusing, I guess, on like you said, what you love and taking it from a simple perspective to make it happen. Yeah, you can. First of all, it kind of goes back to what I said about relying on your little baby physical mind to try to navigate and, and figure out multiple possibilities. There's just no way I'm sitting in this living room right now and I don't see the world taking place out there, but just because I don't experience it doesn't mean it's not happening. It's my job to know that there are possibilities out there that I don't see or hear or touch or whatever in this room right now. So if you take that analogy and just make it bigger, I know that there are multiple possibilities out there that are not within my little 5% of the conscious awareness that I have. How arrogant of me, how arrogant would it be of me to sit around and focus on how I should be able to try to do things when there's no possible way that my little brain, and I don't mean it's a little brain, the brain can do a lot of stuff, actually, I think. It's miraculous, but. <laughs> actually, I think our brains are more receivers and projectors. They're not meant to be creators. Actually, the, the real creation is outside of the brain. The brain receives, but the brain's not going to receive if it's too busy doing a job it's not meant to do, which is create, conceive. Our brains aren't meant to conceive. Conception happens in the imagination. And the imagination happens when you're not really consciously trying to pay attention to that, but rather if you're like plugged into a feeling of, of peace and bliss and happiness and, and, and all of that stuff. And then if you kind of keep yourself in that space and you can do stuff like that by, and this was a big thing for me, by just allowing myself to feel joy and bliss at whatever moment it happened to show up. I could be on a car ride and appreciate a tree and I would feel this, I feel this blissful feeling kind of envelop me. And I swear to God, Sue, it seemed like after I paid attention to that and made that important, no matter what other crap was going on in my life that made me really unhappy the rest of the time, I noticed like better things happening. You know, so I think it's so cool. I, I it's a um, it's a matter of kind of appreciating the small details sometimes, the little things. Those you know, little, that tree yeah. when you're drying down the road, that hummingbird that comes to my feeder and hangs out. I that makes me smile. Yeah, you know, we were hit with a, a category three hurricane here a few years ago. I mean, we lost power. You know, I'm like eating food that I had prepared a few days before we had to actually go. We, um, we had to go and like hole up in one of the local schools, <laughs> you know, and all of that stuff. It was not a fun time, you know? Yeah. 
I'm standing outside at one point. We were, you know, standing outside in this giant brown, I think it was like an eastern swallowtailed butterfly like came by. And this magnificent butterfly, it was so beautiful, like grabbed my attention. I grabbed a bunch of pictures of it and I was just marveling at how pretty this thing was, even though it was not. In the midst of a disaster, right? I love that. No idea when the power was going to come back on, and it was like, all right, everything else sucks, but this thing is beautiful. That's the beauty of that of that spirit of embracing, you know, love and being okay with what is that you've been kind of alluding to again. Yeah, and it's and it's hard to be in that space, but I think that if you're, and we've got the news in the media giving all kinds of really nasty, nasty stories. I, I honestly, the, the media is like owned by just a few people and it's totally tainted. I'm just going to put that out there right now. People really need to care very deeply what they're paying attention to and how it makes them feel that matters. So in the midst of, it's hard to watch anymore. It's like, yeah. give me something better to do. <laughs> you know, and we're so divided. It's really not that I hate that too. I yeah. think that it's adding to the division and I hate that. I, I I think news originally was about, you know, kind of like disseminating information. I don't believe like you pointed out now, it's so tainted with a point of view that mm-hmm. nothing is completely accurate as far as anything being real information. And, and right. people get confused and people get divided. And that's, that's not what a democracy is supposed to be. I think that we lost sight of what a two-party system is. It was supposed to be a check and balance system to be fair, not to be a division. Yeah, and you know, going back to the Truman Show, there's a line, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but there's a line in that film where Ed Harris, who was like, you know, the creator and producer of this television show, which was Truman's programmed life, you know, and he basically said, People believe the reality with which they're presented. So when you turn on the news or read these biased articles, and that's, that's again, that's when I, when it was like, why do I want to write what people want me to write? Or do I just want to write what is really coming from me? Do I want to take this job writing what somebody else wants me to write so that they can make a profit? Right. Necessarily information I even agree with. Do I even want to do that? And the answer was no. Right. <laughs> I'd rather eat the hard, ramen. hard no. <laughs> I'd rather eat the ramen noodle. Um, yeah, exactly. And I, <laughs> I know I've, I've had a few of them myself over the years. You know, yeah. when you're when you're a business owner too. I mean, you, you know, there's times I've paid my help and not myself because that's how it works, and that's when you're growing. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, I think that that's the thing about not only owning a business, but about growing as a person, you have to grow into where you're, look, your brand is who you are. People get really confused. They want to create a brand. You can't create a brand because it, it, it comes out with everything you do. It's, it's how you act, react, interact. There's your brand. Right. You know what I mean? So don't get confused thinking you can make people think something else other than what you present and how they then take it in. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess in a, in a nutshell, the, my, my, my work, that's just what I'm going to call it. I won't even call it a business model. My work, the work that I put out there 
which at this point I refuse to struggle with. If I even start to struggle with something, and I don't mean don't learn something to overcome an obstacle. I mean, no, if I'm seriously struggling with something and it's causing me anxiety and it's making me feel bad and it's making me feel sick, not worth it. Time to move on. Yep. Time to move on. I will not allow myself to get stuck on that because I think you have to give yourself permission to feel good. And again, not at somebody's expense. This isn't empowerment is not about dominating or taking something away from somebody. What it is, is it's about allowing yourself to flow. If you allow yourself to flow, it's like you fill up with this, with this awesome feeling of like freedom. Mm -hmm. And then you you have no choice. You have to give it away. I love it. I love it. This has been a fabulous interview, Dana. It's been, it's gone in different directions than, uh, you know, we would maybe would have expected. But I feel like it's so, it's so honest and so, you know, really actually very thoughtful, all the things that you're talking about. I really appreciate that. I I think our listeners um, or anyone who checks out the replay or whatever will appreciate what you're sharing today as far as how you look at your digital enterprise, your work. Um, But what I call it is imagination and creativity coming fruition. And I love that. Thanks. Uh, Anything else you'd like to say? I think I did tell people how to catch up with you on Twitter because that's my favorite. But they can hop over to IamMyImagination.com. They can check out more about you. They can check out Study the Solopreneur. They can pick up your books on Amazon. They can take your courses on what Udemy and Skillshare. Yeah, for now (laughs) Go to my go to I am my imagination and you know fill up with Anna's goodness. Yeah, as far as the Twitter thing goes, I actually privatized all my tweets. Um, I'm Did just, you? I'm Do you still see me, girl? <laughs> I am just as introverted on social media. <laughs> you know what? That's so funny. I, I, I mean, I didn't even want to do social media, and I certainly don't want to get on. I call it ass book. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm broadcasting there now. And I call it ass book. I've always have. I I went on there kicking and screaming. I was helping my friend Anna from Traffic Generation Cafe with a course. And I had to go on. <laughs> so I'm trying to learn about it and enjoy it. But again, I don't want your controversy. And I don't want your fighting. That's not what I'm about. But, you know, I noticed that. Since that's not what I'm about, I don't see a lot of that on my stream. I notice on some people's stream, there's like always seems like fighting going on. And Mm -hmm. oh, Lisa's here. Hi, Lisa. She said hi to her favorite ladies. How cool. That's us. (laughs) Woohoo. But um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, what you project in social is what you also, um, what you exude is what you also gather. So if you're not full of hate, hopefully your your feeds don't get hate filled also. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I deleted my personal Facebook account last year, at the end of last year. I do have, I, I have For your business. a profile to run the blog page and I've got like a, I've got a little group for my digital creative stuff specifically just for that stuff. And then of course, you know, there's my Stephen King group that I talk about his books and stuff with, but that's neat. no, I have like no friends. I don't post anything. My, my, you know, it's a picture of a flower is, is me. I don't put anything out there. I don't like, I, I'm, I'm not into it. So 
And That's any, okay. <laughs> yeah, anybody who is truly meant to be in my life or cross my path, I don't need that. I don't need Facebook for that. What it's done is it's quieted things down. I shut all that stupid noise out. You know? <laughs> well, I'm glad Corey, who I met through social, introduced me to you because you're fascinating, you're interesting, you're sweet, you're smart, and you're doing a lot of cool things in the digital space, both, like I said, with your imagination, with creativity, and giving. Because go check out her YouTube. You can learn so many things. Thank you. Okay. Well, thanks for checking this out, guys. Thanks, Dana, for being here. I really appreciate it. And I'll sure we'll catch up soon. I'm going to take you off and just close the show. And then um, we'll talk soon. Yes. Thanks, Dana. I loved having Dana on today. Make sure you connect with her there on um, Twitter. Although, no, not on Twitter. Mm, I'm not sure where. Just get on her website. I am my imagination. How about that? I think that's probably the best bet. Um, and I'm Sue Ann. This has been the Mix Sizzle and Shake Your Business podcast. I'm with Right Mix for Business. And I just, I'm trying to come out live and, you know, talk to you. Dana, today was fascinating. I have a couple more guests already booked. We're going to be hearing from Deb Eckerling. Uh, she has written a book called The Deb Method, plus Deb does everything. She's a speaker. She's a writer. She's a you name it. She does it. Uh, she does live streaming video. Um, she does a tweet chat on goals, setting and, and your goals and also accomplishing them. And I also have you're not going to believe this, guys. I have Ross Brand coming on. And Ross is the ambassador for um for StreamYard, which is where I'm streaming to from today. Um, and he's going to be talking about the power of live streaming so that you can understand why I'm here giving, you know, a presentation on a live stream and changing my podcast into another media of live streaming as well. So thank you guys for being here. If you didn't catch it live, make sure you catch it on the flip flop. Um, thanks for popping in, Lisa. If you other people probably left comments, I don't know if I have the thing to show up properly, depending on where you're coming in from. But please leave comments. Please let us know what you think. Please hit up Dana for more information. And thanks again for being here at the Mix Sizzle and Shake Your Business podcast with me, Sue Ann, right Mixer Business. See you soon. All right. Are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs>